Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 259 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast for Thursday, May 24th, 2012. On today's show, I'll be reviewing last week's Connecting Healthcare and Social Media Conference in New York City. Very excited about that. Uh, and also, I'll talk about the release of a new book called Fractured, talking about our broken healthcare system. And also, to top off the show here, a huge family medicine revolution and FM revolution interview announcement. All that and a lot more coming up on episode 259 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the American Academy of Family Physicians, Dr. Glenn Stream. Um, this year, one of my commitments and, and a great interests is to be more engaged with you as leaders, chapter leaders, uh, and, and our frontline membership. Uh, on, on Monday, a Twitter handle, I'm privileged to be the first one to hold, uh, at AFP Prez, P-R-E-Z. I already have 29 followers. I feel so proud. Um, I have a long, long way to go to catch up to uh, our current student board member, Kevin Bernstein, who has a little over 1,000. Um, and our, uh, our king of family medicine, social media, uh, Mike Sevilla, who has uh, nearly 7,000 uh, members. Medicine Rocks podcast. I'm your host. My name is Mike Savella, the anchorman for Family Medicine. I don't know. Just trying out some different stupid nicknames. Hey, um, this show is brought to you by a family physician for the growing family medicine community, of which now you are a part just by listening to this show. Check out my digital library of stuff. At FamilyMedicineRocks.com, it gives you blog posts, audio podcasts, videos, and so much more. Shout out to all 
9,118 people follow me on Twitter. Woohoo! Thank you so much for that. And also, shout out to all 397 people who like the Facebook page for this show. I very much appreciate that. Today is Thursday, May 24, 2012, just seven months until Christmas. You're welcome. <laughs> it is noon Eastern time. And here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters, it is already 77 degrees Fahrenheit on its way to the mid-80s. I feel like a DJ. (laughs) Going to hit the mid-80s today and uh, high humidity. So look out, uh, all you people out there, and uh, apply an extra layer of sunscreen just for me. Uh, So how's your week going there, kids? I have uh, not one but two. Huge announcements during this show. That's right. They're coming up in a little bit. (laughs) Uh, The first one is an unprecedented announcement, something that has never been done before in the brief history of the family medicine revolution. Here's a little bit of a hint. It involves the AAFP board of directors and an interview. (laughs) So if you're on Twitter and Facebook right now, You can try to give me a guess, and you can claim that you are right. (laughs) But first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for having me be a featured host on this network. Thank you so much for that. I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005, uh, and coming up on the six-year anniversary of the blog. Very excited about that. And if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. I am a family physician in full-time private practice, meeting I see patients in the office and in the hospital five days a week and on weekends when I'm on call. Here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. And I will take my break here. After the break, yes, I will stop teasing all you people out there who are probably sick of it (laughs) with the big announcement. I'm very excited to tell all you people about this. I'm surprised that I haven't let the cat out of the bag up to this point. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution. Just Google FM Revolution for more details. Also, a big shout-out to the Family Medicine Education Consortium. You can check them out at fmec.net. And this show is also a proud member of the ProMed Network, a podcast you can get there by going to promednetwork.com. The huge, enormous announcement will be coming up right after this. We're at the show that is the unstoppable force of family medicine. This is the Family Medicine and Rocks podcast on a Thursday afternoon. So let's kind of jump into this here. I will tease you people no longer because the people are ready to kill me. <laughs> but you're going to like this. So, uh, so this announcement I'm going to say, this is unprecedented. This has never been done before. And I'm very excited to announce. Here is the announcement. I'm announcing not one, but three interviews with AAFP board members in the next few weeks on this show. Can you guess who they are? (laughs) You will never guess who they are. (laughs) I'm going to be interviewing Drs. Reed Blackwelder, Conrad Flick, and Laura Noble, right here on this show, the three third-year members of the AAFP Board of Directors, they're going to be here on this show talking about their blog posts on the AAFP Leader Voices blog in the past three or four weeks. 
Very excited about this. Rin Blackwelder, his title of his Leader of Voices blog post is, Students, comma, residents stand up and make a difference in family medicine. You can get to all of these at aefp.org, and you'll see an icon there that says AEFP Leader Voices blog. Conrad Flick will be coming on to talk about his blog post entitled, Working with Others, Key to Successfully Transform Our Practices. And just released this week, Laura Noble will be coming on to talk about her uh, blog post entitled, The Joys and Advantages of Solo Practice. And let me tell you, uh, I am so pleasantly surprised that this is going to happen. It really shows a huge amount of leadership from the AEFP and from the board to use social media to help communicate the message of family medicine. And I kind of half-joked about this earlier this month at the AAFP NCSC meeting and say, hey, come on the show. You can talk about you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> but as those of you know, those of you know who have been in the academy for a long time, who know academy politics, who know AAFP politics, you know the significance of this. You know how highly political that this was to pull off. <laughs> because of those on the inside that know, you know, these three people are running for AAFP president in the fall, but I will not be talking about that when they are on this show. I don't think that would be fair. I don't think that would be appropriate. Our discussion will be limited to their blog posts on the AEFP Leader Voices blog, where you can catch at aefp.org. I encourage people to read those. The first one, Dr. Blackwell will be here a week from today, May 31st, 2012. We're trying to match up our schedules because, as you know, you know, the most challenging thing is to match up schedules with very busy doctors. So we're in high-level negotiations right now. Well, not really. We're just exchanging emails. <laughs> but Dr. Blackweather will be here a week from today on May 31st. We'll be talking about his essay, Students, Residents Stand Up and Make a Difference in Family Medicine. And something that I want to challenge something that I want to challenge the community. I want to challenge, I want to encourage the family medicine revolution community, the family medicine community to help promote this deal because I want to continue to show family medicine, our community, I want to continue to show the academy, the AAFP, the power of social media, the power of communication using social media. And to do that, I need all of you to help me. I need all of you out there listening to this show to help promote this, to help you know, let people know that this unprecedented set of interviews are going to be happening on this show in the next few weeks. This may be the only time this ever happens. <laughs> ever. <laughs> And I'm very excited about it. I never thought this was going to happen because I know I've been in this academy for a long time. And I'm very sensitive uh, to the politics surrounding something like this. And I very much appreciate the board of directors, again, taking a chance on this show to help communicate the message of family medicine, communicate the message of the AAFP using social media. And I really hope, and 
I'm encouraged, and I'm challenging my friends in the family medicine community, the family medicine revolution community, to help promote this. Because this is going to be very special. It's going to be very unique. Uh, and I'm just so, so excited. I'm so pleasantly surprised that this is going to happen. And the second announcement is coming up a little bit because I think the second announcement coming up later in this show will help further promote these interviews. And it's just exciting. You you can tell how much I'm excited um, with this opportunity that's going to be coming up. So I encourage my friends out there in the community, in the family medicine revolution community, in the family medicine community to help promote these interviews, to help people know, you know, how important these interviews are to show that social media is a way to communicate your message out there. Uh, and our first interview will take place in a week, Thursday, May 31st. Dr. Reblock Railboat will be here to discuss his essay called Students, Residents, Stand Up and Make a Difference in Family Medicine. And stay tuned to FamilyMedicineRocks.com and also the Facebook page for more details on specifically what time that interview is going to be happening. And uh, we're just going to rock it out. It's going to be very, very exciting. What I'll do now is I'm going to take a break, and then uh, right after the break, we're going to be talking about last week's New York City meeting, the Connecting Healthcare and Social Media meeting, which blew up on Twitter. Um, very excited to be part of it. Very excited to um, talk at it, but I will uh, talk about that more right after this break. The, the music here is also from our good friends at Revolve, revolveband.com, Ray Sapatelli, and the boys who uh, played earlier this month in Kansas City. We'll be right back after this song here, and uh, we will continue. My name is Mike Savella, and you're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Check out the digital website at familymedicinerocks.com, and uh, we'll be right back. Penny Lane, there's a
Welcome back to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast right here on a Thursday afternoon. Family Medicine's leading voice in social media in my own mind. Welcome back to the show here. So uh, topic two here. So last week, I, right at this time, right at this time a week ago, I was in uh, New York City uh, at the uh, Connecting uh, Healthcare and Social Media Conference, uh, ConnectingHCSM.com. Big, big shout-outs. Thank you so much to uh, Bunny Ellerin, uh, who invited me out there. We, uh, we met last year at the, uh, the uh, Mayo Reagan Conference in Rochester uh, and uh, invited me to come out and do my little dog and pony show uh, on uh, um, medicine and uh, social media. And I have to tell you, kids, I uh, was so excited to be there. It was so excited not only to speak but to just meet all these people Meet all these people who are excited about uh, healthcare and social media as much as I am. Just to, just to talk with them, just to pick their brains, just to try to say, hey, you know, what, what are you, what cool stuff are you doing, and, and how can I uh, how can I share that with other people? Um, and it was it was a great uh, day and a half. Uh, if you go to familymedicinerocks.com, I have a couple blog posts about it. Um, if you go to um, uh, facebook.com slash fanmedrocks, you're going to see some pictures that I took last week, uh, a couple of which I was trying to find uh, a, uh, an outlet to plug in my laptop. Not really. Uh, they said, Mike, lay on the floor, and uh, we're going to take a picture of you, and we're going to put it on Facebook. I'm like, sure, why not? Uh, so <laughs> So if you go to facebook.com slash fanmedrocks, you'll see me on the floor uh, there. And, and you'll also see uh, <laughs> orthopedic specialist Howard Lux working on my knee. Uh, and uh, we, were, we did that in the first, like, three or four hours of the conference. People are like, who are these people at the front of the room uh, just trying to uh, cause trouble? Uh, but it was great. It was great hearing from a, a lot of different speakers out there from a lot of different industries, um, and it was, it was just so much fun. Um, I want to give also want to give a big shout out to uh, Healthcare IT News, um, uh, Michelle McNichol, who uh, wrote a an article about uh, my talk, which I didn't know she was doing, uh, but I very much appreciate that. Uh, it is from May 21, 2012. Uh, the title is Six Reasons Physicians Need to Be on Social Media, and uh, basically outlines my talk. The six points are as follows. One, tell your story. Two, find a community. Three, ex- express opinions and commentary. Four, discover what you're passionate about. Five, to conduct social media marketing. Six, to manage your online reputation and streamline your practice. And uh, thanks so much to Michelle McNichol for writing that um, and just doing a great job about it. She, she did a, a number of uh, articles for the meeting last week, and uh, so thank you so much uh, for that. There was a lot of tweets and, and retweets of that specific article, so hopefully that brought you some good traffic over there. Um, and uh, you know, just a, a lot of a lot of fun stuff. Uh, Chris Boyer uh, from uh, Innova uh, in Virginia. Um, I got to I, I met him also last year at the Mayor Reagan conference, and uh, we were just causing trouble during the whole meeting. Uh, basically, because you know his kind of bread and butter talk, you know, is uh, is uh, return on investment in uh, social media, ROI in social media. And every time a speaker said ROI and was using it incorrectly, you can see the steam coming out of his ears. It was hilarious. Uh, and he also tweeted out about it. And we also tried to provoke him a little bit uh, and <laughs> to, to get him all um, upset. <laughs> uh, and, of course, you know, if you haven't seen it before, you know, he, um, he did his little uh, ukulele uh, uh, act uh, following his uh, – uh, ROI social media talk, and you can uh, go to uh, uh, facebook.com slash famedrocks, and I believe I put the uh, link up there. Uh, uh, but what more people are, are telling me, they're giving me feedback is, uh, you know, of course his ukulele act was good, but they, they love the first 30 or 45 seconds of the quote-unquote behind the scenes. 
which was uh, uh, which was fun to, to do, and, and Chris was a great sport uh, for putting up with me and to give me some uh, great uh, content on that. So that was fun. Uh, but on a, on a more serious note, I mean, yeah, you know, these conferences, you know, when you have these healthcare and social media conferences, you know, always, you know, the the the, the, the most powerful speakers, the best speakers, are from the patients. And uh, you know, we we had we had this, you know some great you know uh, patient speakers. We had people that I met in the audience um, who were just tweeting out the conference. Um, and and if, if you still go to uh, Twitter right now and, and you, you put in hashtag HCSMNY um, and, and you put it on there. And, and I admit that I've been too busy this week to try to put more links on uh, FamilyMedicineRocks.com. Maybe I'll have time to do more of that uh, coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, but I was able to pull down the um, – uh, the tweets for my specific talk, and, and I want to thank everybody for tweeting out my talk. Um, I'm so humbled by that, um, by you know, people um, you know, tweeting out what I'm saying and, and retweeting it and, and giving me kudos. Um, that, is that, that, uh, that means so much to me out there that, that, uh, that all you people out there, not only on-site there at the, at the conference, but also off-site uh, giving commentary as well. Um, that, uh, that means so much to me. That, that is why I do this, to help uh, you know, like I said, you know, during the talk, I share my story, and people, you know, resonate with that, and, and they really enjoy that. So, so thank you so much for that. Um, and I could go on and on about this. Um, it's just uh, uh, thank you, Bunny, for so much again for for inviting me out there. And uh, you know, I, I know that you and I've been talking. Hopefully, there'll be some other opportunities uh, uh, in the future, not only to bring you good contact, but to bring the fun. I bring the fun to conferences, there, people. If you want me to bring the fun. You know, you invite me to come out and, you know, come out and make fun of people and to tweet it out. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I've talked about it in my blog post. I love, I love sitting with the power Twitter people, the power Twitterers. You know, we're like in this zone. We're in this zone where we're like, we're, we're like tweeting out what people are saying. Sometimes I'm taking pictures. Other people are putting links in there uh, to make the tweets valuable. I should write a whole blog post about this if I had time. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I'm making a pitch. If you want me to come uh, – Come and hang out. You know, I will give you a good presentation. I will bring the fun to the conference. I will make fun of people. I will let people make fun of me. What more do you want from a conference attendee? You know what I'm saying, kids? <laughs> um, and uh, I will next be appearing next month at the end of June. I will be in San Francisco uh, for the uh, uh, Digital Pharma West Conference at the end of uh, June. And then, uh, that's right, kids, I'm going uh, to Annapolis, Maryland uh, at the beginning of July for the Pennsylvania Academy of Family Physicians uh, meeting. And I'm going to be uh, bringing a talk, dog and pony show out there as well. We're going to be having a good time. So it's going to be a fun summer. Oh, and at the end of July, I'm not done yet, at the end of July, going back to Kansas City uh, to the resident and student meeting of the AEFP, and uh, I'm going to be, uh, we're just going to be, you know, just, just cleaning up out there. It's going to be me and our good friend on Twitter, uh, family.wonk, uh, Jay Lee. We're going to be coming out and um, uh, talking about family medicine and social media at the end of July. So it's going to be a, a great next two months uh, out there. And uh, thank you so much out there for, for all the support that you give me, all of my projects um, as far as the podcast, um, as far as, um, you know, videos and the blog. Thank you so much for all of that. Um, and uh, check out my website, familymedicinerocks.com, and I have some uh, uh, some blog posts there, uh, giving you a little bit more detail about what happened in uh, New York last week. So it's the bottom of the hour here. I'm going to take another break here, and uh, topic three coming up will be a new book uh, that was released uh, just this month, actually just last week or the week before, uh, from family physician. Ted Epperly, uh, and uh, talking about our broken healthcare system. His uh, book is called Fractured, and uh, I'm going to talk about that uh, coming up here on the Family Medicine Rocks podcast on a Thursday afternoon. My name is Mike Savella. Go to familymedicinerocks.com and uh, to take us out of here will again be Revolve. Check them out at revolveband.com. This will be a short break. We will be right back. <laughs>
to the show here, the only show that adapts and overcomes. That's a little inside joke. Hey, and also, in the words of Dr. G. Gail Stevens, the only show that gives a damn. That's right. This is the Family Medicine Brocks podcast. My name is Mike Sevilla. Uh, so next topic here is uh, the, the, uh, the book. The book, it is called Fractured. That's correct. It's called Fractured. You can get it on Amazon uh, today. And uh, it is written by our good friend, uh, Dr. Ted Epperly. He's a family physician in Boise, Idaho. And I'm reading his bio here. Uh, he sees patients, teaches family medicine residents, and directs the Family Medicine Residency of Idaho. He's a clinical professor of family and community medicine at the University of Washington School of Medicine and past president and board chair, chairman of the board of the AAFP. He's also the co-chair of the Center of Accountable Care of the Patient-Centered Primary Care Collaborative, which is comprised of over 1,000 organizations dedicated to transforming the United States healthcare system around primary care. Dr. Epperly has published over 50 articles and has given over 850 lectures and media interviews and international, nationally and internationally on medical topics and healthcare reform. So his book is called Fractured, and I'm going to read his uh, book description here. The publication date, May 15, 2012. Yes, just this month. And it goes like this. In America, we spend over $2.6 trillion on healthcare each year, yet we rank 37th in the world for healthcare outcomes. Even more shocking, 50 million Americans don't have any sort of health insurance, and another 80 million are underinsured. These harrowing statistics reflect that as a nation, we focus more on disease and sickness than on wellness and health, creating a society where there are living sick and dying young. The reality is clear. We suffer from a dysfunctional have versus have not healthcare system where medical miracles are performed for some while access to care is denied to others. In the book, Fractured, Dr. Epperly draws on his decades of experience as a family physician to identify the system's gaps and disparities and propose a compelling strategy to mend them with the goal of creating an integrated, accessible, patient-centered approach to health and medicine. The following questions will be tackled Number one, what's wrong with the way we currently view, deliver, and pay for healthcare in America? Number two, what is our history of healthcare reform? Number three, how does our system compare to other nations? Number four, what can we do to fix healthcare now? And you know, I admit I've I've ordered this, um, and I've seen some pictures out there on uh, Facebook uh, that people have already received this. Um, it is 320 pages from Sterling and Ross Publishers, first edition, May 15, 2012. And I've ordered it. It should be coming in tomorrow here to Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters. Um, and there's already a review. There's a review on Amazon here. This is uh, from the executive director and CEO of the College of Family Physicians of Canada, uh, Calvin Guten, M.D., and it goes like this. Uh, we Americans sense that our health care system is ailing. It has become too expensive and even – oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I messed that up. This is Dr. Guten's review here. A riveting read and a wake-up call for anyone who does not understand the importance of investing in primary care as the answer to preventing illness, injury, and out-of-control costs for health care. Uh, the first review, uh, which I mistakenly read, this is from uh, – Dr. Rich Roberts, president of the World Organization of uh, Family Doctors and professor at the University of Wisconsin of Medicine and Public Health. Uh, Dr. Rich Roberts says, we Americans sense that our healthcare system is ailing. It has become too expensive and even uh, too uneven in its outcomes. This book explains why. Over the past three decades, I have looked at healthcare in more than 50 countries. What took me a professional lifetime to understand, I could have learned just by reading this book. There's also a quote here from uh, Paul Grundy, MD, MPH, 
global director of the healthcare transformation for IBM and president of the patient-centered primary care collaborative. Dr. Grundy says this, Fractured, the book Fractured captures and deftly explains the conundrum we are in as a nation because we fail to develop a healthcare delivery system built on a foundation of robust primary care and prevention. A must read on the timely topic of healthcare that grips you with every page and leaves you with hope. So, uh, Especially if, you know, if you're in the family medicine community, you should recognize those three people who are giving early reviews there, probably on the book jacket. Um, and I can't wait to get my own copy. But uh, as I mentioned with topic one, with um, the three unprecedented interviews uh, coming on the show uh, in the next few weeks, here's announcement number two. Uh, which I hope will draw some audience to this show. I'm going to be giving away Dr. Epperly's book, Fractured, on this show. That's right. And I haven't determined how I'm going to do that yet. Um, maybe a random drawing, or maybe I will have you out there as the family medicine community uh, do something, like write an essay or something like that. Um, but... I haven't even read the book. Um, I read some reviews about it, but I'm so excited about it. I'm going to read it, you know, and, you know, I've also purchased an extra copy uh, to give away for somebody in the family medicine community, somebody out there in the family medicine revolution uh, to check out this book. Um, the rules of the giveaway are yet to be determined. Uh, but I hope that will draw more people in uh, to the show here and uh, to uh, to have people not only interested in our guests, but also interested in this book. Um, maybe at some point we'll have the Family Medicine Rocks Book Club. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't sue me. Don't sue me for that. I didn't I didn't say that. I, that was less a generic name uh, That's for the Oprah people who are uh, listening to the show. Don't sue me. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> maybe we can have a... Uh, <laughs> we have a show where we can talk about the book, but not call it a book club, okay? <laughs> oh, man. So uh, let's see how much time we have left. We have about 20 minutes. Here. I'm going to take another break here, and uh, next topic here, we're going to talk about uh, some uh, family medicine news, some AEFP news, uh, new your news update uh, coming up uh, and uh, we will uh, continue here on the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. My name is Mike Savilla. Go to familymedicinerocks.com, and uh, we'll be right back. the unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution. My name is Mike Savella. Uh, and uh, next topic here, your AAFP news update. The first story I'm going to be talking about here has to do with medical schools. This is from uh, May 22, 2012, uh, from Sherry Porter at AAFP News Now. The title is, First Year Enrollment at U.S. Medical Schools Rising. The article starts like this. America's medical schools are seeing a steady increase in their first-year enrollment numbers, just as the Association of American Medical Colleges, the AAMC, pro projected in 2006. This, that's according to an AAMC report highlighting 
survey results that anticipate first-year medical school enrollment will reach 21,376 in 2016. That's a 29.6 increase compared with first-year enrollment statistics from 2002. In a May 3 news release, the AAMC noted that the United States faces a shortage of more than 90,000 primary care and subspecialty physicians by 2020. The AAMC president said in a release that the U.S. medical schools have been doing all they can to address a serious future physician shortage. Quote, we're pleased to see that enrollment continues to grow both uh, through the expansion of existing medical schools and the establishment of new ones. But this won't amount to a single new doctor in practice without expansion of residency programs. In addition, the survey noted the following, number one, that 25% of the growth in first-time enrollees will occur in schools that have opened since 2002. Number two, more than half of the projected growth has already occurred with 2,850 of the projected 4,888 new slots already in place. And number three, 43% of schools surveyed that they have targeted or planned uh, to target increases in enrollment to specific population groups to meet the needs of underserved communities. So good news out there, kids. You know, there's more, uh, more enrollment at uh, medical schools, which means there'll be more specialists and less uh, primary care docs. No, 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 Mike. No, I, I, should, I, should, I should calm that down. I, this is a huge opportunity for primary care, this is a huge opportunity for family medicine to reach out and uh, to uh, let students know what family medicine is all about. But, of course, as a lot of people have told me, Mike, this is a payment problem. And uh, I know our friends in Washington, our friends lobbying in Washington, uh, will uh, continue to continue the fight um, as far as payment for family medicine payment for primary care physicians, because uh, in a lot of people's opinion, this is a key, a key solution that needs to be done. On the uh, clinical front, the big story this week um, had to do with PSA testing, uh, the prostate-specific antigen testing. This is from AAFP News Now from uh, May 22. The title is AAFP and USPSTF, that is the United States Preventative Services Task Force. They issue final recommendation against routine PSA-based screening for prostate cancer. The AAFP is recommending against performing PSA testing for prostate cancer in asymptomatic men, meaning no symptoms. A position that is in line with the final recommendation of the uh, U.S. Preventative Services Task Force that was published May 22 in the Annals of Internal Medicine. The recommendation applies to asymptomatic men in the general U.S. population regardless of age, but does not include the use of PSA tests for surveillance after diagnosis or treatment of prostate cancer. So this is not a screening test, kids. This is if you have the disease, if you have cancer, this is a good monitoring and surveillance device. And there's been a lot of talk uh, out there in the uh, medical community and also in the mainstream media about this. And, uh, you know, of course, people like urologists and, of course, people like uh, cancer groups, uh, they're very upset about this recommendation. They give stories and stories of people who were, whose lives were saved by the PSA test. And, uh, you know, I cannot, you know, I can't refute those. You know, that's always a good, that's always a good point of view. But, um, um, you know, the, the, what the, the task force is saying is that this test sometimes causes unnecessary testing, unnecessary follow-up testing, biopsies, which can cause side effects. Sometimes the treatment of this can cause side effects. Everybody remembers Warren Buffett. Uh, when he was uh, announced to have stage one, I believe, prostate cancer, um, and a lot of people were saying, you know, why are you doing that? Why did his doctor order that? I wrote a blog post this week at FamilyMedicineRocks.com as far as what 
asking the question, what influences physician behavior? Is it guidelines like this? Is it guidelines from the U.S. Preventative uh, Services Tax Force that's going to have doctors change their behavior and not order the PSA test? I don't think so. Is there going to be organizations out there continuing to push uh, recommendations like this? That's what the whole Choosing Wisely campaign is all about. Is that going to change physician behavior? I don't think so. But uh, I think with continued resonance of this, continued messaging of this, eventually it's going to turn around. I don't think it's going to change physician behavior right away, but I think it's going to be uh, turned around eventually. You know, physicians, um, if they listen to anything, um, you know, they would, uh, you know, listen to data. And I know people might have said, you know, this data has been out for years. Why haven't physicians changed their behavior? I mean, it's it's a tough thing. Uh, <laughs> physicians don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> and, of course, there's always the whole medical, legal type of uh, argument as well. Uh, so when it comes down to it, uh, Kevin Foe, Kevin MD, had a good post on this at KevinMD.com about this. And uh, you know, it still comes down to a conversation between a patient and their personal physician on this complicated issue. Um, and I know I talk to my patients about this a lot, um, and it's difficult to give a brief soundbite about it. You have to have uh, sometimes an ongoing conversation about this to try to get people to you know, see what their comfort level is. Um, and it's not an easy question. It's not an easy answer. Um, but... Um, I'm glad that the USPSTF has uh, come out uh, against this. And there's a lot of people out there saying, why do they wait so long to have this against recommendation? A lot of people are saying this recommendation is wrong. Um, I don't want to be a part of the uh, U.S. Preventive Services Task Force. You can never make everybody happy. <laughs> uh, but uh, they have uh, done their best and looked at the data and came up with their recommendation. So this, this conversation and this controversy will continue to move on um, in the future, and uh, uh, we will continue to uh, cover uh, this story here. All right, uh, so we have 10 minutes left. I will uh, have one more segment here, and uh, we will close up the show here for today. Great show here for today. Thank you, everybody, who are listening live, and I know a lot, a lot, a lot of people listen on the archives. Thank you so much for downloading the show. Thank you so much for listening to the show on the website. Thank you so much for listening to the show on uh, Blog Talk Radio. I very much appreciate you, your support of the show. Uh, one last segment coming up here on the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. My name is Mike Sevilla. Uh, go to familymedicinerocks.com and we'll continue right after this.
the Phantom Medicine Rocks podcast on a Thursday afternoon here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. My name is uh, Mike Savilla. This is uh, social media through the eyes of a family physician. And um, so the last segment here, uh, and I put this way at the end, and I was thinking about skipping this whole segment, but uh, I want to show some love here uh, to somebody, uh, to uh, to our good friend, uh, Dr. Jay Lee, Family Doc Wonk, out there on uh, Twitter. And uh, he, uh, a couple nights ago, uh, he got uh, caught up in a uh, a Twitter war <laughs> uh, that I caught the end of. And if people want to check it out, uh, you can search FM Revolution and uh, just narrow it down um, to, I believe it was May 22, uh, Tuesday, May 22. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's awesome. You know, he's like he's, he's – actually, he was talking about Dr. Epperly's book. Um, how he wants uh, Dr. Epperly to uh, um, somehow sign his book. He's going to find him and, and uh, sign his book. Uh, and uh, really, you know, showing some pride, showing some love for the uh, family medicine revolution uh, community. Uh, and then this person, this person uh, is picking a fight, picking a fight with the uh, family Doc Wong. And uh, th- this person is a pediatrician. Alleged pediatrician. No, I, this person identifies them as a pediatrician and just just starts picking at him. And I know that you know he, he was probably baited into it, you know, and he took the bait. Uh, and and uh, he's you know he was doing his best. I think for his about maybe even as long as twenty minutes um, or even thirty minutes, you know, trying to to explain. You know what family medicine revolution uh, is about, and this person is you know is calling him names, um, and he's saying you know we just we're just you know fan, the, the family medicine revolution, the FM revolution is just trying to get our message out. We're trying to say hey, you know that we're proud family docs, that we think that we have some of these solutions to our broken healthcare system, um, and this person um, you know is using things you know uh, like uh, humble bragging. Humble bragging as a hashtag, uh, and um, saying that uh, the FM revolution, you know, is, is, doesn't have the a monopoly on uh, <laughs> on pride. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, and it, it gets to a point where where this person is is saying that that family doc walk, you are an elitist. You are an elitist. Bashing us in the head with family medicine revolution. You should stop doing that. It even gets to a point where this person, uh, let me get the phrase right here. This person says, uh, paternalistic, paternalistic plantation style medicine. Paternalistic plant, plantain, uh, Plantation-style medicine. And this wasn't even what he was talking about. This person is saying, if the doctors, basically saying, if the doctors are not minorities, then you are an elitist. The doctors in the clinic, the doctors where you work should reflect where the community is at. If it doesn't, then you're an elitist. What is that about? That, that is just, that does not even make any kind of sense to me. And what really kind of really got me upset and almost got me uh, tweeting out on this, but I didn't, is that this person is accusing Family Doc Walk of being an elitist and later in this person's tweets, this person says this, I was raised by uh, my parents active in civil rights, the black power movement, where I get my community focus, my sense of community broadened by activism in anti-apartheid peace, people's solidarity movements. My community scope broadened by a 24-year practice in Buddhism, a study of humanism, and political economy. And this person closes up this conversation because these people do this. These people... Uh, they tell you their point of view, and then they slam the door. 
and don't want to continue the conversation. This is how this person ends this conversation. Lordy, some folk think so highly of themselves as if a catchy Twitter hashtag or T-shirt is sufficient, quote-unquote, organizing. Yeah. That is what we have to deal with after kids, you know. This is a primary care doc. <laughs> the primary care doc writing this. I mean, we, we have so many other people out there that are against family medicine, you know, <laughs> that are fighting family medicine, whether it's insurance companies or attorneys or this interest group or that interest group. It is this person picking a fight uh, with our good friend, Family Doc Walk. So I want to say, I want to give show some love about the Family Doc Walk. I'm sorry that you got uh, caught in that uh, Twitter war out there. Um, and I know some people on your Facebook page have shown you some love there. But, uh, but thank you so much, sir, for continuing the fight out there, for trying to educate people who don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, with just a couple minutes on the show here, I want to again announce one week from today, May 31, 2012, Dr. Reed Blackwelder will be here on this program uh, to talk about his AAFP leader blog, essay, Students, Residents, Stand Up and Make a Difference in Family Medicine. Keep track of FamilyMedicineRocks.com and also Facebook.com slash FanMedRocks for the time of that event. And also coming up in, in the later weeks, if you've missed it, if you came in late, Dr. Conrad Flick will be here. Dr. Laura Noble will be here. Um, they are the three third-year members of the AEFP Board of Directors. They'll be on this show. This is unprecedented. This has been never done before. This is innovative. I am, again, very thankful to the AAFP Board of Directors, to the AAFP organization for, again, taking a chance on this show to help uh, continue the message of family medicine. I encourage my friends in the family medicine revolution, people in the family medicine community, to help me promote this, to help continue to show that social media works. Social media is the way that we can uh, get our message out there. And uh, that ends my show here today. Thank you so much, everybody who listened live at this unusual time. Thank you, everybody who is going to be downloading this and listening to this later. I'm very excited over the next few weeks on this show. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be unprecedented. And I'm going to be giving away a book on this show, Fractured, by Dr. Ted Epperly, uh, which is a great book. Uh, that I'm going to be getting tomorrow and reading. So that ends my show here today. My name is Mike Savella. Go to FamilyMedicineRocks.com. Also go to FamMedRocks, um, Facebook.com slash FamMedRocks, and also follow me on Twitter. So that ends my show. Have a good day, everybody, and we'll talk to you all very, very soon. Have a good day, everybody. And, hey, have a great Memorial Day weekend. We'll see you.